0: Tis the season to be depressed. Many people suffer from seasonal depression this time of year. When you're in the middle of a pandemic and you can't see friends or even date, it can really ruin the holiday vibes. This is a time of year for holiday parties and secret Santas. That has been replaced by Zoom meetups and waving from the car after leaving presents on doorsteps. The intimacy and togetherness of this 2020 holiday season is gone. As many of us look forward to a socially distanced good time, it left me to wonder did the rona kill christmas welcome to inside jamari fox the podcast let's go deeper episode eight
1: it's just different
0: good morning good morning good morning this is an exciting day um I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone had a good week. I am here with my co-host, Karaoke. Hello. A missing cousin hybrid. Mm. And a special guest today that I'm so excited to have. Uh, Blue is one of my readers and one of my supporters from the Foxhole, and I asked him to join. So please uh, give a round, warm applause for Blue. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, so i fully totally did that in a circle by the way Probably around
0: that that clap was enhanced by like 20 <laughs> you know so we can get the full gist of it blue how are you doing i am doing great how are you i'm doing pretty pretty well this week's been an, an interesting one but we'll get into that um so when guests come i like to ask them the who what where when and why well, I'll ask. I'll ask the why, but the who, what, when, and where. So, please give us a quick rundown of who you are, what you do, where you're from, and when did you get onto the foxhole? Okay.
2: Well, I go by Blue, and I am currently based out of North Carolina, but I am from Ohio. I've lived all over. Um, I came in contact with the foxhole. Probably nine years ago. I have been, Woo! yeah, I feel old saying, I feel like I've been able to um, grow with the blog and see some of your experiences and connect with a lot of the things that you've experienced. So when you started doing a podcast, I was really
0: excited. Um,
2: so <laughs> one, I th- want to thank you again for having me here
0: um, You're welcome. I'm glad that I'm glad that you said yes because I was nervous because I was like, is anyone even gonna respond? But you were so quick and were like, yep, I want to do it. I was like, all right, he's booked.
2: It's like put put me in a game, coach. Um, as, far as, my, <laughs> as far as my what I do, um, I am a graphic designer and photographer on the side. Nice. I do project management, so I am trying to keep myself super busy during quarantine and all the stay at home curfew
0: orders. So, you know, just making it. Has it been very busy for you since the Rona or before it was always busy for you?
2: You know, before it was a lot busier. Um, at this present moment, I am just thankful for my continued justified employment. And Love it. <laughs> yeah, it it's really wild. I think I'm normally used to keeping myself busy, but this time yeah. has, giving me the chance to, you know, be more introspective and go in deep and reflect on things. Um, Zero stars. You're one of, not recommended. You're
0: you're one of, well, here's the thing. So you're one of the smart ones because a lot of people, I feel, as soon as the Rona hit, they were like, all right, we got to get on a plane. We got to get on some sort of something. We got to go somewhere. And it was like, they couldn't sit down. So now that we have headed into the holiday season, it seems like a lot of people, everything has kind of just caught up to them, you know? So now it's like, I'm depressed and I'm going through things and I'm sad, but I understand like we want to go out and we want to do stuff, but in a pandemic, well, this could have been done if people just sat down, you know?
2: Yeah, this um, Americans are selfish. That's what I've gotten out
0: of this. (laughs) We are selfish. we we're going to get into that later. Definitely going to get into that later. All right, so how's everyone's week been? We'll start guests first, then karaoke then myself.
2: Um I feel weird saying this. My week was super uneventful. Um and I'm coming to like appreciate weeks like that. Like as long as I make it to Friday and nothing chaotic has happened, I feel good about it. Mm. Okay. Uh
0: karaoke.
1: Uh, same, I appreciate an uneventful week um, But, and so Let's see, what the only thing I did different This week, um, I am Learning how to knit Oh um, wow Don't judge it- me I am, so in theory I'm going to be making a pair of mittens And since I don't need Mittens where I'm from If they come out, I might send them to you, Jamari So you're welcome in advance
0: What colors are these Mittens going to be?
1: um i have blue yarn they're like it's like like a light blue
0: good good to go you're going with a standard color because if you had told me neon green i would have said "Mm, mm -hmm."
1: (laughs) why would i buy like i actually had to spend money on that yarn why would i want a neon green literally anything
0: listen i don't know listen you always surprise me
1: i mean it's practice yarn but i still gotta pay real money for it so Um. no so was I Was I the only one that was having
0: an emotional week? I felt like I was... I mean, I'm always in my emotions, but it felt more intense for me this week. What made it... And I don't know. I feel like this holiday season, being in this Rona and just feeling alone and feeling really isolated. And I've been really going inside. Like I had a blockbuster session with my therapist this week. And I've been really like... Doing a lot of meditating, listening to a lot of um, these like videos on YouTube that really stir up emotions and uh, make you think and make you see the past and just all of that. Like it has had me on a roller coaster. Like my anxiety has been at a thousand, and it's been good because I feel lighter, but. I've had to confront a lot of things from the past and a lot of things that I didn't heal from. So I think everything kind of just hit me at one time this week. And I was like, holy, goddamn holy. Like I was, I would rather just lay down than be productive, you know? So I think my week was intense. It's kind of slowing down a little bit as far as the emotions is concerned, but Lord have mercy. It's, it's been a, it's been a ride. Um, all right. So let's get into some hot topics. Uh, I want to talk about this first topic. It actually, I wrote about it and I try not to talk about things I write about on the podcast, but this was, this story is, is, is making some moves and making some traction. All right. So it is a 15 year old boy. And it's a 15 year old boy and a 19 year old boy. They were messing around and the 15 year old was blackmailing him because I guess the guy, well not guess, the guy was DL. So the 15 year old boy was blackmailing him and I guess saying that if you don't continue to have sex with me, I'll tell everyone. So he ended up telling the DL Wolf's boyfriend, I mean girlfriend, and the DL Wolf found out, brought him to the woods. I guess they had sex one last time, and he killed him with a wrench. So the issue, so the the issue in the comments is he's 15 years old, he doesn't know any better. Whereas other people are saying he's an extortionist, and this is what happens: play stupid games, win stupid prizes. What are y'all thoughts on that? Because I have an opinion about this story and I just want to see if I'm on the same page with my co-host for today. So what do you think? Like a 15 year old blackmailing, blackmailing someone who's DL and then getting killed for it. Like to me personally, like you should know better. Even though you're 15 years old, you're 15 years old, you're old enough to be having sex. You're old enough to know what extortion is. So what what are your thoughts?
1: Blue.
2: Okay. Um <laughs> I, I feel like I have a really complicated opinion on this. I actually read the story and did not participate in the comments because it's challenging forming an opinion and being objective. Um Yeah. I wanna say like one, I think being fifteen, like we've all been fifteen, right? So I don't know what it's like to be a 15 year old with access to social media and all of
0: whatever comes with being a teenager right now. So um, one- I actually thought it would be easier, but a lot of people say that being 15 or being a teen with social media is harder now.
2: Yeah, I just, I can't imagine what it's like broadcasting all of everything about myself as a teen. Um, you're not too far removed from childhood, so part of me, my spirit, is like, yes, he should know better. But my mind immediately goes to, um, like, I, I just question the the extortion angle because I struggle with the sense. I'm always a believer that you should be able to tell your own story on your own terms, and so yes. I hate the idea that. The young man who's no longer with us um sought to extort that man and you know like control his narrative um or you know i that makes me uncomfortable as someone who was given the space and opportunity to come out on my own terms um and that is not as a means to justify what the nineteen year old boy did that is horrible that is horrific um I just I'm sad that. In the year of 2020, sexuality and how one identifies is still being used as a means to emotionally manipulate and blackmail people. I agree.
0: I agree. Like I've messed with DL dudes. I've messed with all kind of dudes, but mostly DL males. And sure, some of them are assholes, but I never thought to out them or do anything. I kind of just, Moved on with my life, and you know, you'll always hear that they got caught up doing something with someone else. Because you know, men do love the hoes, and they always love the messy ones. But for me, I just left them alone. Like I'm not gonna be emotion, like ma- manipulating you and blackmailing you. What? What's the point? Like, what am I getting out of it? First of all, my reputation will be ruined in the process because now I look like someone who is way too emotional to even date. And even at 15, like, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Karaoke, what's your thoughts?
1: I think anytime you get into a blackmail type situation, um, you should expect that somebody's going to die eventually. <laughs> um, and I don't think that being 15 is any excuse for it. Like, if you were rational enough to say... I know that you have a secret and I know that you want to keep that secret and it's worth you paying me money. I think that you can't be excused for anything that happens at that point. Um, But I mean, really like people are just at some point, like nobody's going to just keep giving you money and giving you money and giving you money until I have nothing left. Because at some point I'm like, I've already paid you $5 or $5,000, whatever it is. Like, is my secret worth this much money? And at some point, I'm going to tell the secret myself just so I can stop paying you money. Because if you don't, and I I understand that it is important to be able to tell your story in your own words at your own time. Um, But sometimes shit just gets escalated. Um, And when it becomes a matter of, you know, is it worth your life? Is it worth your whatever to keep the secret? Then you have to decide, you know, is somebody gonna escalate my timeline? And sometimes it happened. I mean it's sad that somebody had to die, um, but he was clearly not a good person. So that and that's what I'm saying. Like that's, that's so the, about it.
0: That's the main part. He wasn't a good person. And right. everyone is like trying to coddle oh well you're fifteen so you know better, like you back somebody into a corner, of right. course they're going to be a rabid dog about it.
1: Right, and that's, <laughs> you and know that's you how mean? that works. When you back any animal into a corner, it will lash out. And that's what happens. So now, like, you're forcing me to either give you money, and really, like, these kids are 15 and 19. They don't have real jobs. They don't have real money. Like, I mean, you're talking about some, you're taking somebody's allowance. So, you are
0: not Mom, I need I need an extra, you know, $20.
1: Right, and it's like, okay, Jimmy, what are you doing with all this money? Uh, uh, nothing, Mom, it's, nothing, it's fine. Saving up for a car. <laughs> right, so it's just, it's crazy. I don't, like, and really, and if this is how you are at 15, you're not gonna be a better person later, probably. Probably
0: um, not. Because you're, definitely... you're already starting off down the road of hell.
1: Exactly. And it's possible that you will have your come to Jesus moment at some point. But you're already being raised with the idea, whether your parents are raising you that way or you've just taken it into your own mind, that you, that you can just manipulate people and lie, cheat, and steal to get what you want. And at 15, if this is what you think, you're probably going to carry that thought process with you throughout life and not that anybody deserves to die but you were a piece of shit so I can't really feel bad even if you were 15 sorry
0: so let me ask this because there's a story that some of my fox holders sent me I was gonna talk about it but I was like maybe I should talk about it on the podcast um there is a trans vixen or we're gonna call her a trans she jackal as I call it on my website um she decided that she was going to expose Trey Songs, allegedly Trey Songs fabulous I think little baby or a baby, one it's a baby. Um, for trying to slide in her DMs. And we never talk about we always talk about gay males being messy. But we never talk about the trans community exposing men that they sleep with. Why is that okay? And I wanna get Blue's opinion on that. Why is that? Why don't they ever get like the, the the walk of shame, but a gay male does it and it's like, put him right in the guillotine, he gotta go. Isn't that like, why are we, like, why is that okay?
2: Uh, I, Okay, so I really struggle with this, right? Because I think as a man, I often-
0: Hit him with something good. Hit us with something good. I I, I'm going to try.
2: Um, as a man, I, I would try to, like, whether it is, I try to object, like, speak objectively from a space where I am still respectful of, like, I'm not a woman, like, biologically or trans or otherwise. So I don't try to speak to what women experience. But um, yeah. I think that in, like, in conversations about that in particular, I think that because society still very much so treats um, trans women, um, they get othered still, so they are still treated by society at large in a fashion where um, it is not deemed normal to see them as romantic or sexual partners. Um, I think that in a way society weaponizes the idea that like men who are attracted or engaged sexually with trans women are not real men and I think that mm. in one instance I think that is problematic but like I say that as like a member of the LGBT community I like recognize the society at large is still very transphobic and then yeah. I think as a result like it is less common for those um, for trans women to held in the light of the you know the way that gay men are looked at it's messy it's it's i think it's a little bit more complicated because men aren't like the men that are sleeping with these um, women it's not necessarily something they're proud of or they're looking to have broadcast so it's easier to look well i always felt they look they're women
0: they're women. So I always felt those men are straight. So there is no story. You're exposing him. You're exposing a male for sliding in your DMs because you're a woman. So that's not a story.
2: Well, okay. So that, Jamar, that's you though. You That is you as a progressive person who does not see, who doesn't reduce gender identity to genitalia, to other men, that is not necessarily the case and i think a lot of these women know that and it becomes almost a way it becomes their weapon it becomes a Mm. well me and you both know you don't want this out
0: Mm. that makes sense karaoke any thoughts
1: i think there's a i don't know just i i guess for me it's just people just not minding their own business um like who i sleep with is not your problem if I'm not sleeping with you like if if I'm sleeping with you as well and you have some concern about me potentially passing on an STD then sure then it's your problem but other than that like it's not your business mind it like I, I don't I don't know I think people just people are just too much people are just involved in too much of other people's business and just because you don't understand something doesn't make it wrong for someone else to, to engage in that behavior. Can I add to that? You know, it's fun.
0: Yes.
2: I'm sorry, that was a word and it, it's not Sunday. <laughs> um, something my grandmother has always told me is that it costs nothing to, like being kind is free. It literally costs you nothing yes. to be empathetic to an experience that you don't live every day. And I think that that's where I struggle with all of this because at the end of the day, who other people are sleeping with should not matter, and if people minded their business more, like Karyl Kary was saying, the world would just be a much better place.
0: Well, you know what I think it is when it's your when it's our fantasies, sleeping with people we're interested, which is why OnlyFans has become the thing to be, to get and the thing that people are on because. We say this now, but we're so intrigued when we hear, oh my God, the gorgeous baller wolf is actually DL. And now we're like, it it triggers something in us where we're like, oh, okay, so we gotta get him. You know what I mean? Because, like just the other day, so first of all, the other day I was, I posted someone on the IG, Foxhole, and, One of my, one of the Fox holders hit me up and was like, yeah, wow, he used to smash me and now he's on TikTok. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right, well, let me sit up, I you know, and I'm never going to like spill the beans on who it is. So don't ask, but And for like my supporters would be like, so who is it? And no, you already know, if you've been following me from uh, 2009 up until now, you know I don't spread the business like that, unless unless it's out there that we'll talk about it. But I asked them like, how did you meet this person? And they just told me, you know, they hit me up and we started talking and we started fucking and he's a strict wolf and the sex was great. And I was like, wow. Now, if I wasn't the person that I am, I would have gotten that information and went spreading it to the world, you know what I mean, and 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 outing the dude. But because I understand this business and understand um keeping people's secrets and keep people's you know, sex lives and all that, because I get so much information, I just keep it to myself. It's interesting that when we see someone that is just a regular good-looking guy, we see him on um Instagram and we find out that he's secretly messes with men that that just sets off something in you. Now blue, you know you like, you know how that feels. Like when you yep. find out like a good looking like, right, like a celebrity, you're like, ooh, he messes with dude. okay, let me shoot my shot. Ooh, he's I'm impossible. ready. Huh? Right. He's accessible. He's accessible. He messes with regular dudes, messy ones. You know, I'm not messy. Let me try to Let me try to get at it. You know, I think that's just life. But, okay, so I was speaking to an NFL player. We actually went on a date. And, you know, we're cool or whatever. And he hit me up just to check on me and see how I'm doing. And I said, I'm doing good. And he said something to me. He's like, you know, I haven't heard anything that we did come back to me. And I really, you know, that really showed me your character. And I was like... What you thought I was going to broadcast that on my platform, and he was just really shocked because we live in a world where everyone is just exposing everyone. Like, and how like how are we supposed to date comfortably if after we break up the person is putting DMs out there, nudes out there? Like, how do you feel comfortable to date? You know, so that's a question. That's a question. Karaoke, you answer quickly.
1: There's because we've talked about that briefly before um, that there is just a, a ridiculous lack of respect that goes into the after relationship um, where people break up and not just and they're like, oh, he was terrible in bed. Oh, he had a small dick. Oh, well, her breath always. Stayed. But you were, But you were still fucking him. Right. But you were together for all of that time. And whether that is really if it's two months or two years or 20 years, you had something. You decided that as two people, we are going to try to make this work. We are going to expose our thoughts and hopes and dreams and fears and flaws. And now just because we're not together anymore, you feel like that's ammunition for you to get ahead, to blast me on social media so you can get popular or so you can ruin my chance at the next relationship so you can make yourself look better, whatever it is like that privacy. That we agree to implicitly by being in a relationship, it's still private. So there are things that I know about my ex from 10, 15, 20 years ago. I would still to this day not mention it. Like it's not it's not anybody's business. If he has not shared that with you, it's not for me to share. And even if you come to me like, oh, well, he told me this is that, right? I'm going to call him and be like, is it okay if I discuss such and such and and so-and-so? Like, I'm just not going to put people's business out there because that's not who you should be as a person. The fact that you broke up does not mean that now everything that you've learned about a partner, especially an intimate partner, is now fodder for the public. I just, I don't understand how people just can be so distractful. And you're right, like, If you – if there is no sanctity, like there's no idea that you might be – like your information might be safe with someone, why should you trust anyone? Why would you get into a relationship with anyone or you get into a relationship with someone and Uh it's just about fucking? There's no talk. There's no conversation. There's no – nothing because nobody wants to open up and get comfortable with another person, which is what you really need for like real intimacy, not – we can come together and fuck.
0: That's- so let me ask a question. So you're, you're hitting a good point. So I wanna ask you both a question. What's the difference between blasting and outing the relationship and blasting and outing the terrible job? Is it like, isn't it in the same category of just blasting? Should you just have keep your experience at your terrible job that you got fired from and they treated you bad to yourself just as you were dating someone, they treated you bad. So you you're talking about how you were treated. What's the what is the acceptable way to speak on a breakup without the outing portion or the putting everything out there?
2: Um. Oh, karaoke, do you want to start?
1: <laughs> I feel like I just said a whole bunch.
2: Okay, so I have a um, I have thoughts. So one, I think that like as someone who it, I normally process things internally, right? So I think that the two like comparing a break up a breakup to leaving a toxic work environment, I think they're similar but different. I think that because of the way corporate America and the professional world are set up, you are typically forever attached to the last place you worked and the opinions held by the people at that place, I think it becomes harder to retain the license to freely express yourself and talk about the experiences that you had at a workplace without having to fear retribution or retaliation um mm. i think Good. that so my first job out of college i can legally talk about it now was with a greeting card company and i had mm. a very bad experience there um it was popular a greeting com- card company very popular okay. you know Think of patriot, a patriotic term, mm,
0: mm-hmm,
2: and a salutation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just gave you the name. Um, I just said. <laughs> mm, mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and um, had a, a awful experience, and I was there three years. And following my exit, you know, when I started in my employment, you know, I because it's a, it was a private company, I signed an NDA, I could not speak about the experience and that was the thing that hurt the most not being able to speak about what i experienced on my terms and by the time i actually had the right or well, the legal right to i no longer had a desire to speak on it and it's not to say that it wasn't my right to do so i just mm-hmm. didn't really i felt like i moved beyond what happened to me i think romantic relationships are a lot different because we give so much more of ourselves when we are pursuing partnerships or relationships. So like the way that you are constantly reeling from a failed relationship and you have different things to remind you of that, I think with our professional careers and like it it just hits a little different. Um, But now I'm quick to acknowledge and honor hey, I really hated this job, or this thing was really an awful experience for me. And I'm able to separate that I can have good experiences with bad people. Um, so I don't know.
1: Absolutely. I,
0: I like that. Um, I had, you know, when you said about signing an NDA, uh, a friend of mine actually got fired from their job because of a celebrity, a toxic celebrity came in there acting a fool and was very nasty to them, but they ended up getting fired because they still wanted the celebrity's business and they had to sign a whole NDA and got a settlement or whatever. And I can understand where blue is coming from because that is very hurtful. Like you're doing good in your job. You're minding your business. They let you go. And then all of a sudden, now you can't speak on it because they're trying to keep their reputation. So, should we have NDAs in our relationships? <laughs> after a
1: breakup, <laughs> absolutely. Just I like feel like you, that's just it. Just like you have uh, prenups, you should absolutely have NDAs um, because I feel like, like, um, like Pretty Vixen was saying before, um, like when you hit people in their pocket. Then they're more likely to think about the the things that they do and the actions that they take. And so if you know that if you say anything about me, we're going to court, you are going to pay me. Maybe that will entice you to keep your mouth shut since just respecting me for the relationship that we had is not enough for you to shut the hell up.
0: It's just so bizarre to me that after a breakup, people be on social media, and this is what they said, and look at all these text messages, and here's the sex tape, and boop boop boop, And I'm just like... And even now, it's with the hoes of the world. Oh, yeah, I slept with such and such. Let me show you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think that that's, that's necessary at all. And I do think that... The not talking about what goes on in your workplace is very different from not talking about what goes on in your relationship, like Blue said, because you give so much more of your personal self in yeah. a relationship. But even to an extent in a work environment, um, there should be some things that are exempt from NDAs. And actually, the um, they're actually making legislation about things like you can't if it's actual sexual discrimination that's happening a lot of that was part of the NDA and so now you can't like if that's what's happening like you can discuss that you can't discuss things that are going to keep discrimination quiet in your workplace um but I think generally when leaving a relationship what you should say is nothing and it's really kind of cut and dry like i don't think that there are like i can imagine wanting to alert the girl who dates my man after me if he beat me up on a regular basis i could understand wanting to warn her about that behavior um but because that's that could actually put her life in jeopardy um but Outside of a life-threatening piece of news, just keep your mouth shut. Um, and I don't understand why that's so hard for people. I can. I,
0: I, I'll be honest with you. When I got let go from my last job, I let the world know exactly how I was treated because it wasn't fair. And, you know, it, like Blue said, it's different from a relationship because I feel like in a relationship, we give the personal intimate sides of ourselves to another human being. At a job, you're giving your best effort and you're working your ass off. And then they just throw you into the street like a dog. Oh, I'm definitely gonna be talking about that because you've taken money out of my my um, checking account. You have stopped me from being able to pay my bills. I was actually happy. You get what I'm saying? Whereas in a relationship, it's like, I've given you me. I've given you my heart, my soul, my energy. I was there for you when you were down. I literally was everything in many different ways. I swallowed. I, you know, had sex with you when I wasn't in in the mood. You get what I'm saying? There's different things.
1: Okay. And so on to that point, like, what do you feel... Is your end game in telling people oh, you, about oh, Pretty the, it started with this <laughs> know, end game? I know I'm so into it. Um, <laughs> about sharing your experience at a prior employer with the world, because I feel like you're the reason that you're giving is because that you're that you're telling everyone that information. Um, is because you were hurt, you felt wronged in a situation and so you want other people to know to then potentially cripple that company's future employment which i think is also the same kind of reason why people are spilling the tea about their ex-partners because they are hurt like so i our relationship fell apart now i am hurt, i am angry, i feel like i gave you the best of me and you just walked away and left me for some 20-year-old because she's half my age and and for the the fact, half your age. But now you've given up what we had for her and now I'm going to put your business out in the street because I'm angry, because I'm hurt. But what is that going to do for you? And I'm not saying like, I mean, you did what you did and that's fine. But what do you really get out of that? Like at the end of the day, you still don't have that job. You are not getting any additional opportunities. Like nobody's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they fired you. Come work for me instead. Like, what are you getting from spilling the tea about your f- former employer, except it makes you feel better because you got to vent?
0: Well, you know what's funny? Now, as the year has come to an end, or is coming to an end, I feel differently. I feel exactly what you're saying. But before, when I was in hurt mode, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Because so many other people were also treated badly and they were also hurt, too. So everyone was just conversing about just how toxic that work environment was. Now that I've healed, I don't even care anymore. Right. And I think that's
1: what Blue said, too. Like after by the time he could talk about it, he just didn't care anymore because you get yourself to a, a happy a happy space where you don't have to allow that negativity in.
2: Okay. You that know, I sense. had a whole nother perspective. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. Listening to um, a lot of what karaoke just said, I just felt so attacked. But in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. She's,
0: she's, she is kind of triggering. She is kind of triggering. You know, I have that effect.
1: and I apologize in advance?
0: Oh, no. It's I said okay. what I
1: said, but I still apologize for the way it made you feel. Oh, no. It was like... How
0: didn't, do, I t- like, didn't I tell you it was having company today? I told you be on your best behavior.
1: You did, but I don't know what that is anymore.
2: <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, man, she's speaking directly to some things I have said or done. Um, I went through a breakup last year. And for me, it was really important. Like, it was an almost five-year relationship. It was really important for me to preserve um, preserve the like integrity like of the relationship, and I was mindful of the fact that Although like it ended spectacularly like when that mushroom cloud ex you know explosion um even though hey. it ended badly, a lot of the relationship had been good, and I was trying to always keep that at the forefront. What happened is over uh-huh. uh, I chose it in a relationship, and uh, you know some things happened, and as I processed it with you know my friends and my support system. And I began trying to figure out what healing or moving on looked like. I think that out of nowhere, my ex began doing things to try to like elicit or provoke a reaction out of me because, you know, I I think for my ex, it was really challenging to see me not react. And what that ended up doing was it made me realize I, I felt obligated to suppress what I'd experienced or what I'd. Well, yeah, no, what I'd experienced at the hands of my ex. And so I found myself um, reeling, so to speak, over really the last couple of months because here I am not necessarily looking to date or move on. I'm just trying to, like, be at peace with myself and enjoy my own company. And there's Mm -hmm. someone trying to disturb that. So um, Uh I found myself, like... Jamar might have seen it one day. I found myself literally going like tit for tat, back and forth, really detailing a lot of the things that I held so private to my chest um, and just putting it out there. And I remember once I calmed down and I got it all out of my system, I was like, ooh, I don't even recognize this part of myself. Um, I judge people. Well, let me ask you this.
0: Why did you do it on... Social media, rather, because you know, sometimes we'll be like, why didn't they just keep this in text messages? Why didn't you do the text message battle?
2: You know, or did they because, come
0: for you on the public battle? The yes, public
2: forum? so my ex had come for me on a public platform, and I'm, I'm not necessarily one to try to control or tell people how to express themselves, but I felt like a lot of what he was saying was designed to malign my character and you know. Mm-hmm. I think that social media encourages people to, you know, air people out or drag them. And I'll be the first to, you know, own up, like, I'm not perfect. I don't seek to show up, like, as this perfect, fully realized person. I make mistakes. I am flawed. So it just felt really interesting seeing, I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. We're taking it there. Like, it It wasn't, an, in that moment, it didn't feel like enough to be yeah. disrespected publicly and then have him apologize to me in private. And so, cause he'd done that so many times. So I was just like, in that mm-hmm. moment, you're coming for me, listen, I can do it too. Um, I say all that to say when karaoke was speaking about how things should have integrity and remain private, I 100% agree because in that moment, like there are some things I said, I probably can never take back. And yeah. the, what I felt in that moment is not worth the the weight that I carried along with me after putting
0: him out there like that. It wasn't yeah. worth it. Um, so, yeah. Because at the, at the end of it, I think you look at the messages. I remember one time I got into this big argument with some porn star on Twitter and one of my readers said to me, I was really disappointed reading this fight that you had. Whereas I'm like, yeah, I checked him. But the fact that other people were looking like, Mm. That made me say, you know what? Just move on. Right. You know, just just move on. Like it doesn't make, like like karaoke said, the end game here. What? So you have a you chair and you're like, "Yeah, I cursed them out."
1: Okay. Right. And I mean, and it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, it's easy to to say that this is how you should behave. But in the heat of the moment, it's very hard to do, but I think that it's impossible it's it's important that we all strive to know who we are and always represent who we are. And if you're not the sort of person who like in your calmer moments, if you can imagine yourself out fighting in the street, that's, that's who you are. But if you can't imagine yourself fighting in the street, don't be that person. Try really hard not to be that person. And online, it's really hard. Because somebody says something, and your natural instinct is to defend yourself because someone came for you. But I think that there are ways to defend yourself and still show some self-respect. There are definitely a lot of cases where especially, like, celebrities will have these battles. And it's, like, it's really interesting. I was just watching a, um, a YouTube comedy thing yesterday where this guy was talking about, like, people's drama is his reality tv oh, um yes. <laughs> so he was like the funniest thing going on in my life right now is in a twitter feed um and i get it like it's entertaining for the rest of us but that's still your real life like if you have beef with me like you have my number Or if you don't have my number, if you need to reach out to me through a social media channel and say, I would like to discuss this, then you you can ask me, DM me, send me some sort of private message and, or, you know, text a friend and be like, I'm trying to get in touch with karaoke. Like you can find a way to come for me privately and we can squash this or not squash it, but agree to let let bygones be bygones or we're not going to discuss it in public or we'll stay away from each other, but we can discuss it in private, like real responsible adults without getting literally the entire world involved in our beef. I
0: absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, so we're going to take a, we're going to segue a little bit and then come back to the topic, there's something going on and I wanna ask a quick question. Should we take a commercial break? Yes. I figure out. Okay, so we're gonna take a commercial break and then we're going to segue into this story and then somehow try to segue into the main, the main topic. <laughs> we're having a good conversation. And we're not even close to it. <laughs> not even close to it. So we'll be right back and uh, yeah. All right, so I have a question that has been on my mind since this amazing pandemic has started. This wonderful vaccine that's going to stop all of this nonsense. Apparently in Australia, they have halted local Rona vaccine development because it's been interfering with HIV diagnosis. Let me ask you both a question. How comfortable are you in taking the vaccine for the Rona? not at all. <laughs> so that's one. Let's go for blue.
2: You know, <laughs> part of you know, I'm not comfortable
0: either, honestly. So that's two. <laughs> and Jabari Fox? No. So that's three.
1: But Let's I I don't know um so part of it is like there are vaccines that we get now that have been developed over years of trials. Like we're trying to figure this out in a lab. And then after we figure it out in a the lab, then we'll have a couple of, for lack of a better word, test dummies. Um, and then we have, but there's a significant time period before medications come out. Yeah. And they're like, this is safe for human consumption. We're good. And then there's the the list of side effects. And, you know, we've all like made jokes or heard jokes about the side effects of a medication being worse than the thing that it was trying to treat. Mm-hmm. And because there is so much that we still don't know about COVID, I can't imagine what the list of side effects for the vaccine looks like because we're talking about a year from the time covid was a real thing to the time you're talking about have a shot to prevent it and that just doesn't feel like enough time for me and so between this news about australia is like it's affecting other like completely irrelevant types of test results um the uk is saying that um the uh, the the covid vaccine is now giving people allergic reactions um <sighs> which i mean like and if you have allergies it could be anything from like a little sniffly nose to like full on like skin outbreaks depending on how bad your allergies are so at this point no i'm not convinced at all that a vaccine is right for me to take um, mm. and if my job forces me to they're like you need to take I, the vaccine or else I was I'm just like i there. need to find another job like i'm just going not going to do that
0: that was the next question. How do you guys feel about when they start saying you can't come back to work until you take the vaccine? You can't get your next check till you take the vaccine. You can't do this till you take the vaccine and and show the paperwork. How do you guys, how do you feel about that? And well, in real life,
1: like I've been working from home partially. Um, and if I can do my job, like if I've been doing my job just fine for the last eight months from the comfort of my my own home, why would you force me to do that? That's just like, then you're you're terminating me for no reason, as far as I'm concerned.
2: I'm going to agree. They made the mistake of the, the pandemic brought upon work, working remote, and I have been able to demonstrate um, a new level of productivity when I'm not forced to deal with the politics of being social at work every day. So me being told, oh, you can't come back into the office physically until you take this um, vaccine, that's a mute
0: point so you made a great point and this is something too working from home has everyone more productive than they've ever been in an office when they start telling folks to come back into the office do you think people are really going to go back
1: well i mean at some point you have to it's not it's not optional um a lot of people, and thank, like I'm also thankful, like Blue said, I'm happy that I still have a job. I know that there are a lot of people whose companies had to shut down or drastically reduce their staff or keep their staff but cut everybody's salaries. And so none of that happened to me or anybody at my firm. So I understand that at some point it is the intention of my firm to have everyone back into the office. And if you previously like if in 2019 if you had the option of occasionally working from home you will continue to have that option but in 2019 if you were expected to be at your desk at a certain time of the am that's still that's going to go back to being the expectation so i appreciate the time that i get to work from home but i realize it's not going to last forever but i do like um the the productivity that comes from working at home and people aren't walking by my desk like, oh, hey, karaoke, how are you today? Like, I don't mind having the occasional chit-chat about whatever with someone that I would talk to. What drives me crazy is that my office is now, like, kicking it into triple time with, like, the video meetings and checking in and we're constantly on IMs just, hey, how you doing? Like, leave me alone. Like, I would not... You're not somebody that I would speak to on a normal Tuesday in 2019. Don't talk to me now. (laughs) Like, if I didn't talk to you twice a week, don't talk to me twice a week over Skype or Teams. I don't need this in my life. Like, leave me alone. Let me do my job.
0: They're feeling needy. They're just feeling a little needy. Well,
1: they're trying to like foster um the team spirit and the team environment even though we're separated but i'm just the type of person and this is why going back to the conversation with pretty vixen why i'm not gonna make six figures at my job because i don't want to play that game i'm just like let me come in do my job get my paycheck and clock out i'm not trying to be social get in your face and participate in all these events like i don't want to do your secret santa i i don't want to like we had um like for Thanksgiving, everybody was supposed to print these turkeys um, and then write what they were thankful for <laughs> on the turkey and take a picture of it and send it in to the HR lady or to our office manager and then our office manager was going to like post them all on like on some like virtual board and i 'm like it was cute last year when we were in the office and someone walked around handed me a turkey and all I had to do was write on it and they would come back and pick it up off my desk. But I'm not going through the trouble of printing on my own printer and ink, like, to take a picture, to have some big vision. But no, stop. Just stop. So I just, I'm happy to be out of the office environment so I don't have to participate in all this unnecessary group shit. Like, leave me alone. Yes. I,
0: I, I. I'm telling you, like that whole, sometimes, you know, my last job was good and I really enjoyed the culture, but sometimes I just wanted to be left alone. Sometimes I just was like, oh God, we got to do this damn social today. Oh, I just wanted to go home and sleep. You know, like I'm already dealing with everything during the day and now I got to deal with, you know, drinks and all this at night. It's like, and then I got to get home. You know, sometimes it could be a little like, I just want to go home, but I was forced because I had to do it. Um, Blue,
2: what are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree with everything Karaoke just said. Uh, One of the greatest things working remote has taken away from me was the obligation of early morning pleasantries and having to make small talk. Um, I, I have no desire to go back to that. But I recognize that when you work in a professional or corporate space, people are trying to People who work in management, I think they're often trying to maintain what their sense of normal is. And I think that working in office gives people who supervise talent, so to speak, it gives them the opportunity to kind of micromanage at a healthy distance what their people are doing and, you know, people feel comfortable when they have eyes on you. So for I, too, have experienced an increase in Zoom and video calls and unnecessary meetings and check-ins. And I've gotten to the point where as the year has been coming to an end, I've been more honest about the boundaries that I need to set for myself and what I'm willing to handle. So, you know, my hmm. supervisor want, you know, I, I recognize I'm like, all there right, they're going to be, there's going to be an instance where I'm forced to be social with my team. I'm going to make sure it happens on my terms. So am I looking to sit in do a, what are you thankful for on Thanksgiving turkey drawing? Absolutely not. Please leave me out of it. <laughs> I, you know, cause I just, I don't have any, like, for me, that's, this holiday season is different. It hits different. I'm going to be alone. Like, I don't want to do this with you people. But what I will do is continue to do just enough to continue justifying my employment. I will give you updates. I'll let you know why I'm on my on my projects, and if you have any questions, I'm open to a meeting, but anything more than that, absolutely not, Um, Mm. because you gotta safeguard your sanity.
0: I don't miss the supervisor standing behind me just to make sure I typed I instead of Y. I don't (laughs) miss that. Like, I don't, but I, you know, unfortunately I'm unemployed, so I'm not in the working from home thing right now, but everyone I talk to is like, oh, I got to take a call. 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 And I'm just like, damn, how much calls are you taking today? Like I'm sure, and then you got to be on, like you got to have, make sure you're presentable cause you're on a video call. I just, uh, it just makes me tired. This makes me sleepy. All right. So let's get into the topic for today <laughs> cause we have been everywhere. Um. Seasonal depression and dating. So the first question I'm gonna ask you both, have you both been experiencing seasonal depression at an all time high this season because of the pandemic?
1: No. No? But I did, I noticed that there were a lot more um, posts this year about the time change that people really felt like that time change was drastically more different than it has been in previous years. I think that there's a general consensus that it's felt different for a lot of people. I feel
0: like, I feel like it's gotten darker earlier and I'm just like, it's four o'clock and it's pitch black outside. Where did the day go?
1: Yeah. How do you feel about that blue?
0: You know, I,
2: I felt, you know what? So, I, I live in North Carolina. It's It gets dark early, but it's also considerably warmer. So I think mm-hmm. my experience with it is a little different. Am I sad by, you know, the sun going down soon? Absolutely. But we've also spent, I mean, those of us that have been responsible, we've spent 97% of this year indoors already. So I'm at a point where I feel like I'm not necessarily missing out on anything. Do
0: you, are you guys in the holiday spirit this year?
2: Uh, yes and no.
0: I'm like holiday spirit. What is it? Like I haven't put up a Christmas tree, lights.
1: Okay. But did you put up a Christmas tree and lights last year?
0: Sure enough. No, sure not. But, (laughs) but, but (laughs) but last year I was at a job that was definitely like I put up the Christmas tree there and I was in the holiday spirit and I was playing the music and doing the this and the that. This year, I haven't even listened to a Christmas song. I'm not interested in anything Christmas. My neighbors have lights up in their windows or whatever. But for me, I'm just like, yeah, you know, just a regular day.
1: Now, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, I put on the Boys to Men Christmas album. Um, As
0: as always. It's crazy i haven't even played the mariah carey christmas album oh so you see know you I'm. might
1: be depressed you should definitely speak to your therapist about that but <laughs> and i will say because this year a lot of people um celebrities have been going out of their way to do things and in some ways i really appreciate that and one particular way that i feel blessed by celebrities um mm-hmm. is that which is, which voiced- is new. <laughs> right i never feel blessed by celebrities but one thing that i appreciate and i'm going to accept it as a personal gift to me regardless of their intention um is boys to men gave me personally a reboot of let it snow and i appreciated that yeah so they got together with um brian McKnight. And they did a remake of their song, Let Us Know" off of their Christmas album. And that was their personal gift to me. Um, and I appreciate is, it. I then shared it, it with the rest of the world.
0: Is the deep voice guy? Is he? You uh, know,
1: I don't want to talk about it. He's still not there. Okay. He's
0: still, he's still not, not there. there. Still not
1: is there. there.
0: Is there a reason why he's not
1: there? There is, and I don't want to talk about it. Okay. So blew you. Okay.
2: <laughs> now, when you say you don't want to talk about it, is that like a firm boundary or?
1: No, it's not. I just... I, so
0: it's a, I just, it depresses her to the point to drinking. So I guess it's a serious. It
1: thing. does, and it's not shit. It's not noon yet. Um I just I really enjoyed like <laughs> so like Cooley High Harmony Boys to Men like with the four part harmony, the deep bass. Like it really moved me, and I think I don't remember how old I was, but I was way too young to be moved by music, and that album just moved me, and it has become the the musical background to my entire life like there is like every moment in my life i can connect to a boys to men song so Um, or like one of their first two or three albums so
0: what what connected you to i'll make love to you
1: you know what (laughs) i don't really feel like you need to be all in my business right now okay so Um, i thought i'd ask actually and you know what and that actually that song um it has i don't the 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 red man um the high yellow man um i have a lot of history with him and boys to men so sometimes listening to boys to men just makes me mad um because of how that that whole cycle in my life but anyway you'd be like yeah the waters run dry yeah they ran fucking dry they ran fucking dry because of your ass so we're still trying to get him as a guest on this show too um but he um so, when I listen, when I think about a lot of experiences that I had, and I can always, like, put a Boyz to Men song to it, and it's that, always that four-part harmony with the deep, 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 rich vocals. So, I I understand why he's not in the group. It just makes me sad that I can't... Like, I still enjoy Boyz to Men, but I just feel like there's a little piece missing without bass. That's all.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, the question was, did the Rona kill Christmas? Do you because this year is drastically different than 2019. Like there's a lot of social, well, there is some social distancing, but we can't do what we did before. Like how are jobs handling, are they doing Zoom holiday parties? Are they doing, you know, email secret Santas? Like how, how is, what has changed from this year than last year? that you guys have noticed as far as like all of that blue
2: okay so from i can only speak to my experience from a professional standpoint i have seen um i've seen my i've seen my employer make I've, i've seen them make decisions or try to create a culture where even though we aren't able to gather in person they are trying to do their part to contribute to, you know, making the holiday season better. So I, I feel so weird saying this, At the moment I, I realized that there was going to be an opportunity or that the university, well, I work at a university, they were going to have the desire to do something for the holidays, I decided to be the change i wanted to see and i took responsibility with a colleague to plan my team's virtual holiday gathering if for no nice. other reason i don't I, I, nice. I sound sounds crazy but here's hear me up i felt like if i had an active role in whatever the experience was it wouldn't be something that drug out forever it could be it, you know i the way my mind works i'm like i make sure it's a non-denominal winter-themed thing, so all of our bases are covered as far as people's religious expression. We all come to have our regular virtual staff meeting. You know, we talk about something that is different for us for the holiday season, and we call it a day. Um, mm. I think that any, in any space where, like, you work with people, like, I think more something I've come to realize is that these interactions are... Sometimes the only interactions that some of our colleagues are having with people outside of their homes. So I try to be mm. mindful of, like, is it my responsibility to make you feel warm and fuzzy and all the holiday things? No. Does it does it cost me anything additional to play along? No, but only if I can. Only if it's a short lived experience. So can, that's kind of what sure
1: but I appreciate you doing that because that's like you said you want to participate in these events but like on your own terms and so now you've made this what you wanted and so you can participate and not feel bad about not participating in other stuff can I ask a
0: question and this is just a question that has gone through my mind even before the Rona aren't holiday parties a setup for disaster because you go to the holiday parties, you get drunk some people go and sleep with each other and then it's a whole shit show. Is it just me or is the holiday party really just a setup? Yes. Okay, I thought it was just me. Karaoke, do you believe the same?
1: Um, I don't know. I tend to not go to most um, events like that. Like if we're gonna have a, if my office thing is a sit down dinner, I am more likely to go to that than to just go to something that's meant to be a glorified cocktail hour. Um, because in my real life, it's not something, my real, like non-professional life, um, going to something like that is very rarely something that I would do. Um, and I would do it, um, in like a theater setting, um, or just with my friends, but I, I, generally won't sign up to just go stand in a room and drink and socialize with a bunch of strangers. Um, and that's okay. how I feel about office holiday, like cocktail type parties. I will, because you've met me do almost anything for a free meal.
0: Well, you know, that does sound like a club event. Like that sounds like Friday at the club. Right. Know,
1: like- and that, and Friday at the club is not me. So do you guys believe
0: that, when you go to holiday parties with your office, it's best to just stay non-drunk because yes. you always hear about, oh, did you see Carol? Oh, Carol last night. Oh my we God. We
1: all Jesus. saw her. She was on the table. <laughs> right.
0: There was one of my old bosses who was a super bitch. One of my coworkers, um, I had, they had went to the Christmas party by that time I was gone. This is not, not my last job, but a couple of jobs before that, because clearly I've hopped around. Either way, um, she was like, Yo, so your ex boss was at the Christmas party and she was so drunk. But she was like, Oh my God, you know, everyone always thinks I'm such a bitch, but I have so much going on because my boss is so this and that. And I hope no one. And she was just spilling her feelings to my to friend. And I was like, Wow, it all comes out at the Christmas party. <laughs> everything comes out. You see who's secretly fucking who. You see who's secretly an alcoholic. You see everything. I think it's I think you should go to the holiday party and be as as just professional as you can be and keep it moving because that's where everything gets exposed.
1: Well, I think that and like you and I were speaking about earlier in the week about people who just get relaxed and they're more their true selves when they get a little liquor in them. Sure um, enough. Sure enough. I think that that's a lot of people like, I think that your company, like if your company supplies liquor, at the party they want you to have some but you know people don't know their own personal limits i would never go to my work event or any other event and just get wasted um because i'm that's just not who i am but a lot of people just like to go and get drunk and if it's on somebody else's dime even even the better um and if that's a work dime, they don't care so there's definitely (laughs) a lot of like Hooking up and secrets spilled And your personal information Spilled because you're drunk or you heard From somebody else was drunk Um, But I do think that Holiday parties and other kind of General office gatherings, they do Provide a chance to To Blue's point, like those people This might be all the interaction They get, you know, they might be Real wallflowers or, you know, during The time of COVID, they're at home They're not seeing other people Um so like getting together in these virtual settings or even in an in-person setting might be somebody's opportunity to get to know somebody. Like if you're at a, at an office party and you're standing on the wall, somebody is very likely to come up to you and engage you in conversation um, just because – it's the office like we feel kind of secure in that environment like it's just the 200 of us um, and we're not complete strangers because we have a workplace in common so I mean you might it's an, a, it's an opportunity to speak to somebody you might not otherwise speak to like you might not otherwise have a chance to, to have a chit chat with the CEO about what he does on summer vacation or whatever and I um, would say
0: that's good that's the good part about it yeah so I you get
2: how to putting... huh that's how I, I love how you're putting this
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I like I think that any environment, any reason for people to get together um, and have a reason to socialize is good if you're into that sort of thing. Um, But I think that you should always be mindful of your professionalism at an office party. But I mean, but there's also like, you know, if you get like fake drunk and then you can find that guy that you've had an office crush on. Mm. And accidentally fall into him, and say, "Oh, I've just had too much bourbon." <laughs> and then if he doesn't, if he doesn't like give that energy back, then you have an excuse. You are like, "Oh my god, I was so drunk. So sorry about <laughs> yeah. anything that happened, but I don't really remember it." But if anything happened, I am sorry.
0: <laughs> Blue, your thoughts on the holiday party uh, mess that goes on?
1: You know, I
2: yes. So the, with holiday parties, I will say. My, again, that job I spoke to earlier taught me one thing, and that is to enjoy the drinks from the, enjoy looking at them. A free bar is a setup. Um, <laughs> I, sure I, I, personally is. Just, I just don't believe in giving people that I work with enough rope to hang me with. It's never that serious. Um I know, that's right. And, right yeah so i've i've never yeah that just has never been my thing i never want it to be the topic of any water cooler conversation Mm-mm. the next day or the Mm-mm. week after or well the weekend after but in terms of a lot of these virtual gatherings that have happened over the last eight or nine months one thing i will say is i really do appreciate this space that those spaces have created like the opportunities that those spaces have created for me because being you know being far away from family and not having access to my friends or whatnot i will say this year it gave me the opportunity to really uh, one form forge relationships with people that i don't are already don't get a chance to physically interact with so Right. Mm -hmm. I've gotten, I don't know, I think we've all had time to really understand people better or at least figure out what all goes into forming connections with people that we typically wouldn't speak to.
0: So now in in the direction of forming connections, as we know, it's very hard to date during this ronorific season. And now that the holidays are here, you can start feeling some of us start feeling that lonely feeling. Do you call up your fuck buddy? Do you call up the ex and say, hey, you know, I just want to, you know, sip some, sip some eggnog by the fireplace just for a little while? Like, how do we handle the dating aspect during the Rona, especially during a Christmas season where it is pretty much the time that people start cuffing? You know, I'm-, I'm Especially maybe I'm... being black and, black and gay. Do we just get on Grinder and say, hey, let me just call this dude and have a one night stand on Christmas? Like, I, I just don't understand.
2: Ooh, Jamar, listen, I have made a tender once every month since maybe August. Mm. And I'm like, do I want to waste my time? Do I want to get to know somebody's son and all these things? <laughs> and- you know, it's it's challenging, right? Because no one wants to... It's one thing to physically be alone, but then there's another thing to feel like you're alone. I teeter-totter yes. in between... Yeah, like, I teeter-totter in between, like, wanting a, a meaningful, genuine connection and literally just wanting a nigga to lay up with. But I just realize that in this... Like, we're never going to get time like this again, right? We're never going to have a time to, like... Be reflective and mind our business and work See, on See, I like where you're going.
0: I like where you're
2: going. Excite us, Yeah, so I just, I personally feel like, you know, I'd rather err on the side of caution. These niggas will be there. Excuse my language. These men, somebody's somebody's son will be there. Somebody's son is
0: always going to be looking for someone to sit in their passenger seat.
2: Exactly. I th- and I think and that, I, um...
1: no, go ahead. Oh, no, you, you, you got it. I would say, I think that it's, this seems like, and I'm obviously not dating. Um, this seems like a good time if you are dating to really think about, like, to really try to get to know the people that you're interacting with and decide if they're worth interacting with because you're like, this person is, they're, like, they're useless online. Do I really want to compromise my health by trying to meet them in person? Um if I don't them, feel like you, there's.
0: Or just use them for the holiday season and then discard them.
1: Right. So I think that, like, if you're lo- and looking for a meaningful connection, like you were saying, Blue, like, now's the time for people to really be being introspective and really thinking about who they're meeting because you're not just, oh, let's go meet up for five minutes. Like, now that could be, like, you don't know what they have. Like, they could have something, they could have COVID. And so now you're exposing yourself to more than just a bad date.
0: And then you'll be quarantined alone. Yeah. And then literally that's what the story is. So you'll be alone for real.
1: Yeah. But I think the connections, like you were saying, blue, having a personal connection is really important. And not even just to like having somebody to fuck is always nice. I suppose. Um, But having the, to not feel alone, like you were saying, like being alone and feeling alone or being by yourself and feeling alone um, are two different things. And not feeling alone, especially at this time of year is important because now is, you know, between now and the next three weeks is when suicide rates skyrocket.
0: You know what's funny though? I feel like a lot of people, especially a lot of black gay men, they think that having sex, with a ton of people means that it they feel like that is gonna cure their loneliness. And that, like people put such a high basis on sex and then when it starts ramping up during the holiday season, it's not, like you're still moving on a hamster wheel that's not going anywhere. Yeah, you got some nigga to fuck you. Oh, shit. Well, you got some pineapple, cause I call them pineapples on the foxhole, but you got some pineapple to fuck you and then he goes home and you never talk to him again. So now you gotta go back on the chat site to find somebody else to do the same thing. And it's just this constant, like, like just endless circle. And I just couldn't get with that. Like, been there, done that. I'm kind of done with it, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the question is, how do we beat people? Because it, it, we're kind of stuck. So maybe the introspection is better for this year, because who's to say next year, this suddenly doesn't all stop. We get to go back outside and do what we used to do. So now that leads to a question. Do you think that this will be done next year? Do you think the run will be over next year? Uh-oh. By this time next year at Christmas, do you think we will be back to doing our regular shit or we're going to be in the same story? Ooh, karaoke
1: um i don't know i feel like this is a year to since like <clears throat> excuse me the world has turned upside down anyway um now like this is the time upside to <laughs> see and i was thinking of a hamilton song is that the world turned upside down um the like to so think about what i, don't you, know, that song. I know you don't because you're lame um <laughs> that you that you need to think about like what do you want your life to look like and how can you make those steps to make that happen like we were talking about last week with the disconnects so if what you really want is a partner and someone to be there with you and someone to have an intimate relationship with not a fucking relationship but an actual intimate relationship with then you can't expect that to happen if all you're doing is jumping on sites meeting people hooking up fucking and then you never hear from them again. Yeah. So now during this time when a lot of people are isolating and we're seeing fewer people or meeting fewer people, if what you want is a long-term relationship, you have to take steps to work towards it. So maybe by next Christmas, you will have put some things into place so now you have a a more serious vetting process you're not just like oh this is a cute person or this person has a nice body so i'm gonna hook up with him but you're like but is he smart is he funny can he hold conversation is he gonna be a He gonna put up that damn
0: tree because i don't feel like doing
1: it right like how is he going to enhance my life what does he bring to the table what do i bring to the table uh do the things that we have to contribute to this table work well together um and i think that now since people aren't being as cavalier about just running out and meeting people that they might be putting that kind of level of thought into the next person I'm going to meet and maybe that will carry through to next year I don't know if COVID is going to be a thing or if this is going to like permanently change the way we see life but I don't know that would be nice if people just you know fix their disconnects
0: is it is it um negative to say that I kind of feel like this is going to be the new normal for quite a while this, no, this no. I don't think situa- it's negative. This Rona situation is problem because no one is, no one cares at this point. So it's almost like it keeps spreading and it keeps killing people because people just don't care anymore. So don't be surprised if 2021 Christmas looks like this, but how are you going to make it different for 2021 Christmas than if you're lonely now? Are you going to be lonely again next year, or are you going to try to change things? So maybe being introspective this year will help change the whole 2001 trajectory for your, our lives. Could be. Um, so final thoughts, uh, what advice would you guys give anyone who's feeling lonely and feeling like the Rona has literally ruined their holiday season this year? What advice can you give them to wrap up?
1: Dial a random phone number and make a phone friend.
0: Hi, I'm just calling because I'm feeling very lonely.
1: <laughs> I just
0: want to talk to you. You sound like you're not doing anything right now. Let's have a conversation. Click. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, this is the 20th call. Let's try 20, let's try this number. <laughs> Look, here. at some point
1: that is gonna work.
0: It's, it's about, a numbers game. How about a prison pen pal?
1: Okay, no. Because at some point, you might want to meet the person. Um, And I don't recommend. I'm not saying that everybody in prison is horrible. Um, But I mean, if they're going to be in there for life, then no, just no.
0: I know that you've murdered about 21 people um, in a rampage, but I just- Allegedly allegedly because you know you're still in a court case at this moment but i just wanted to you know meet a friend and try to give you good positive words and you know you'll send me your pictures of your body and i'll lust after it in the privacy of my own home
1: no no body pictures i mean it's not easy to communicate with people in prison like i mean are they mailing you polaroids do they have polaroids do they have cameras no that's too much work
0: like do you actually have to write a letter do you send an email
1: i think that I don't, I don't know. I think that they have computers and maybe they get like computer lab time. Like you did in high school. I don't really know how prison works since I have not been.
0: All right. Cause I'm not writing a no letter and then going to a mailbox. It's going to be a nice email.
1: I love it's writing nice letters. Email.
0: With, a, with a nice attachment to it. Yeah. Here are my nudes. Um, Blue, what are your thoughts? Any advice? Have- Well, karaoke, prefer- was that your advice? Oh. Folding yeah. a friend?
1: I don't have any honest advice. Oh, Jesus I Christ. do. <laughs> I have a couple of Blue, things. Hit us, with some,
0: hit us
2: with something good. <laughs> I, I'm going to try. So one thing I think the pandemic has taught me is that I am really blessed, right? I'm blessed in the fact that I have done a terrible job of maintaining personal relationships. And this has given me time to check on people who I may not necessarily... Reach out to at the rate at which I'm comfortable with. So, if you're lonely during this holiday season, I would find time to reach out to someone that you haven't talked to in a while. Um, being able to reconnect with friends that has been amazing for me personally. Um, and even if you're not travel, I'm not traveling home to see family this year because. My parents are, you know, are doing their part. They're hiding out from the Rona and I have a really big family. There's no way for us to honor our previous holiday traditions without putting us all in danger. So- Are you gonna be doing Zoom with them or you're just- Oh, you know, I'm actually quite fatigued from Zoom. So if it's not me Zooming and (laughs) taking shots with friends, I'm not interested in it and my parents don't do that. But find one thing that really worked for me was, like when you asked earlier about decorations, there's gonna be no Christmas celebration at my house, but I still put up some string lights. I still got in the holiday spirit by putting up something small. Even if I'm not opening a present for myself, I think that there's a way to simulate, just because the year doesn't have the same, we're not experiencing what Christmas looked like in the past, we could still have the opportunity to create the space that we want to experience. So, mm-hmm. I'm not abandoning things that would bring me peace. I'm going to modestly decorate my apartment for me, myself, and I. I'm going to make sure that when I walk through here, because um, I have to be here every day till January 4th when I go back to work. Um, You're actually I, going making, back to the office January 4th? Oh, absolutely. Well, going back to working from home, but still. Okay. But, you know, while I have, well, a, you have little, a nice long vacation. Starting next Friday, I can't wait. But, um, I'm doing my part to make sure that even though I'm not traveling, I am enjoying, you know, I'm enjoying my physical space.
0: Nice. Make your sanctuary, your home is your sanctuary. So make it, make it how you want to. Put all the luxuries in there that will make you happy.
2: Yeah, listen, Jamari, I'll have to send you a photo of my Charlie Brown Christmas tree. It's literally Ooh, I love the Brown. smallest, it's very jank, but it, it serves its purpose. It makes me feel
0: important. Well, maybe that'll put some holiday spirit in me.
1: Yeah, uh, I, for for budgetary reasons, I cannot um, agree with you putting all the luxuries you want in your space, um, but I think that within reason, you should decorate reason? or do whatever makes you happy. I will agree with both of you. Would you say, blue? Um, I say absolutely,
2: because I spent... Y- y'all will laugh when y'all see it. I spent maybe $10 on this tree. I got it from Family Dollar on sale. And it looks like I spent $10 on it. But it's more of a... It's a representation. It's a concept more than it is a, a something to be looked at.
1: But I, I think it. that that's, that's actually important that people... Um, I think that a lot of people kind of go nuts spending money during christmas and it's not really about how much money you spend it's about just Doing something that puts you in a a sane, comfortable space. And if you know that come January when those credit card bills come running in, if you're going to be completely stressed about how much money you spent, then you did not put yourself into a sane, comfortable place by going nuts and spending shit tons of money. So if $10 is enough for you to spend to get yourself to a point of peace, then $10 is a perfectly acceptable amount to spend.
2: I have no problem with that. I wasn't about to break the bank for a tree that ain't going to have no guests under it. (laughs)
0: Right. 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 I guess my advice is do things, if you're alone this year, do things that make you happy. Uh, There's many shows to binge. Apparently there's a show that everyone's talking about called The Undoing that Issa Rae was like, I just love white mess. So I'm going to check that out. Um, but binge some shows, uh, play some video games, make a game night, do something, make yourself as active as possible in your world. And just try to distract yourself from the loneliness because a lot of people are feeling the same way. The good part about this is that many of us are all connected by being alone, not being outside. And we all are struggling with what to do and how to make this work, because that's all we can do, you know? There's other people outside, and they let they let us know on social media that they're outside and they're having a good time, and that's fine if they want to do that, but if you don't want to do that, that doesn't mean you're any less of a loser or you are, you know, not popping. You know, you just chose that you want to keep it safe, and that's all that matters. So your safety comes first, and we'll try again next year, Christmas, and see how that goes. Yeah.
1: Definitely hit up Jamari. He'd love to play Among Us with you. Oh my God. I really <laughs> want to have an Among Us night. Oh okay. I was watching my okay, streamers wait, on is, Twitch I, play
0: that game.
1: I, oh Blue, don't get oh I mean I know I got him started, but I don't know if you okay, go. Go on. Ask your uh, question.
0: Uh oh, Blue left.
2: I I, I so I've oh. heard I've heard Jamari talk about Among Us. What, can we just agree that 2020 is the imposter?
0: Yes. (laughs) 2020 is the imposter and it's it's either between Donald Trump and the Rona. We're trying to figure out who. Oh gosh. (laughs) Like we're trying to figure out who. Yes. Um, I'm going to get that damn Among Us game night, goddammit. Even if I got to organize a foxhole event. We're going to do it. I mean. You will. You will.
1: Yes. So, okay. But see, the thing is, I am not a huge Among Us fan. I am willing to entertain an Among Us game night um, if we can also play other, if we can play some Jackbox stuff and if Jamari agrees to not do selfish tasks.
0: I can't promise you that. <sighs> okay. Yo, last night I was watching one of my Twitch streamers play because I love Twitch. I love watching people play video games. I love it, and I was watching this group of Twitch streamers that I follow. They all played Among Us last night, and one of them was the imposter. The guy I was Well, the girl. Her name is Granny. She was the imposter. And she literally like walked up to someone and they were like, hey, come with me to clinch. I was like, damn, just slice them. Just slice them in this room and jump through the vent and kept it moving. And I was like, and then when they were like in the room, the, you know how you have to discuss who the imposter is and where you saw the body and all that. Just the, the the obvious lying, like, oh, I was taking out the trash. I don't, I was somewhere else. I don't, I don't, like that game is so fascinating to me. Like, I am going to play that game. But they said that you should play it on your computer cause it's better rather than playing it on the phone. Cause you have to be on discord or something. So I don't know, but it's gonna happen. Anyway, uh, karaoke trivia. Got it.
1: <clears throat> okay. Wait, I have to write your names down so I can keep score. Oh Lord! <laughs> I do this every week. Um, okay, so we'll start with which war had the code name Operation Desert Storm? The Gulf War, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, or the Crimean War, or Crimean War?
0: The Gulf War. Oh my
2: God! Blue. Uh, I'm not sure I'm gonna say
1: uh, Is it Vietnam War Okay it was the Gulf War Whoa So Jamari's right And that puts him in the Uh, lead Which is a very unusual place for him to be
0: Very unusual
1: I'm not that smart Um, Okay Which of these has an atomic number of one Gold Platinum Hydrogen Or palladium
2: Hydrogen? Um, wait.
1: Platinum? Platinum?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that one was hydrogen. So we are now tied. Oh, oh Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which animal appears in the logo of the World Wide Fund for Nature? A panda, a parrot, rhinoceros, or tiger? Parrot. A panda? It is a panda. Woo. <laughs> it's a panda parrot. Okay. Um is this the question I picked? Oh, apparently. Okay. Oh, At no. twenty seven hundred feet tall, the world's tallest building is the Burj Khalifa. In which Middle Eastern city? Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Tel Aviv, or Baghdad? Dubai. Dubai. It was Dubai. Okay. And last question. If you were on a ship, what would you say to indicate the left side? Stern, starboard, bow, or port? Mm. Port? Port? You're both going with port as your final answer?
0: Uh Uh, Yeah. I don't know enough about boats. Yeah, I've never been on one, so there we go. Okay, the correct answer was Port. Whoa! Lee Smart!
1: good. <laughs> right so, Lee Smart! The, the final score was Blue 3 and Jamari 4, so for the first time ever, Jamari won! Cause you know why? <laughs>
0: Cousin Hyber ain't
1: here. <laughs> Making you look bad. <laughs> Making you Cousin, doubt your choices.
0: Cousin Hyber be like, oh yeah, Port, please. <laughs> Desert Storm, sure.
1: (laughs) Are you saying he drags down your confidence levels? A little bit, a little bit.
0: Disgusting, disgusting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good job, guys. I'm just happy to
2: have contributed to Jamari's (laughs) win. Thank you.
0: You contributed into me feeling like I'm spot. (laughs) And actually winning for the first time. But when Cousin Hybrid comes back here, I'm sure that's gonna come to an end very quickly. Mm. Um, so I wanna thank Blue for being a guest this week. Blue, if you would like, let everyone know where they can find you, if you if, if where they can follow you, you know, uh what plans you have for two thousand twenty one, leave it all right here. Or what do you want to happen for two thousand twenty one? Uh
2: drop it. One, I wanna thank you for the foxhole. Oh, one, Jamar, I really want to thank you for having me on. I really appreciated it and I've really enjoyed speaking with you and karaoke. You guys are great. Um, if you guys are interested in following me, my thank you, handle thank you, thank you. on Twitter. Oh, of course. But um, if you're interested in following me, my Twitter handle is Blue Complex B-L-U-E-C-O-M-P-1 E X. Um, I think I'm hilarious. So I'll just put that out there. And my plans for 2021. Thank you so much. All I do is talk about music. Um, My plans for (laughs) 2021 are to make it to the end of 2021 and be happy. I don't, I I just turned 30 this year. So my, yep. The only goals I'm setting are to continue to do things that make me happy and walk in my purpose. And I hope that everyone else is doing the same.
0: Love it. Love it. Um, so Blue, I'm so glad that you came. You were like the first foxholder to grace the podcast. Podcast, So you broke I the virginity. Honored. So congratulations. Uh, if any one of the foxholders like this podcast, please remember to leave a rating and a review. It helps bring this podcast to, the, to more people and this channel and my website inside Jamari Fox. I hope to see you guys next week. Uh, Please have a safe week and you know, don't let the depression or the holiday season bring you down. Stay positive, mask up and yeah, be safe. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.